Man, I'm excited to preach this word to you. Uh, we are actually about to start a, a series. Today is the first Sunday of a brand new series. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And, uh, but I'm not going to tell you the name of it, though, because it's kind of a part of the message. The actual title of the series will come uh, closer to the end of the message. And the reason for that is because it is the word that God spoke to me for, for you and for our church for 2024. And that's why I was so pumped to, uh, to preach today and tell first service the word for this year. And now you guys get to hear it. I, I don't know about y'all, but the whole like getting a word for the year thing, it's always been a little bit cheesy to me, okay? I don't know about you guys, but maybe you have a word and you're like, you know, in 2024, you see everybody posting on Instagram this, you know, Facebook. In 2024, my word is growth. And I'm like, okay, great. That's awesome. Good for you. You know, they, they, people come up with like the, the craziest words sometimes and, and they have all these different things. And, and I found it cheesy in the past. And, but here's the point. I, I think of doing the word thing. I think it's actually a good thing. I really do. Because it gives you some direction, you know, it at least gives you a goal, like something to go towards and something to, to look forward and say, hey, you know what? Like, this is the, the goal that I've set for this year is I want peace in my life. Maybe your word's peace. I don't know. Whatever that word is, it gives you something to move towards. And so every year I do try to pray and ask God, what is the word for our church for this year? And uh, he actually gave me the word back in November, which was very interesting. Uh, and usually during the 21 days of prayer and fasting is kind of when I will pray and when I will seek God and I'll ask for the word, you know, kind of for the rest of the year. And usually towards the end of the fast, I'll feel like, hey, I had this word from God and I'm gonna share with you. This is what's gonna kind of define the rest of this year for us as a church. And, um, and so I got that word in November, but I, didn't, I don't wanna tell you right now. Uh, I wanna preach a little bit and then I'll tell you towards the end and then we'll kind of all celebrate together as we hear the word for our church for 2024. So you guys ready? You ready to hear it? Here we go. Let's pray and let's ask God to just uh, move in this message today. Lord, help me to speak with clarity. Help me to speak with boldness, with the authority from your Holy Spirit. Open up our eyes, our ears to receive something today, our minds to, to understand what it is that you would have for us over this next year and all God's children set. Amen, amen. So I don't know about you, but for me anyway, and for most people in our culture, um, in our world, we're drawn to the supernatural, right? We're drawn to things that are different uh, and, and this idea of the paranormal and, and things that are outside, things that we can't see, you know, like books, TV shows, movies. There are so many of them that are dedicated towards this idea of a different realm or different dimension or whatever it might be. And, and we love it. We really do. And you're like, well, I don't love this stuff. No, let me, let me just tell you for a second. Uh, I think you might. I think you might. You might love at least one of those things anyway. You think you don't. Tell that to Marvel, okay? Tell it to Marvel, which is the highest grossing film franchise of all time. What is Marvel? It's superheroes. It's aliens and, and people. And it's this idea of like good versus evil and all that. We love that stuff. And the theaters are packed out for a reason, okay? Tell that to Star Wars, which is the next highest grossing franchise. And if I didn't get you in the first one, I got you with that one, right? I hope I got you anyway, okay? Uh, maybe tell that to Twilight, which is the worst film franchise of all time. Somebody say amen. No, we don't like it. Absolutely not. But people do, you know, some, some people anyway, I don't know. Alien versus Predator, Paranormal Activity, The Exorcist, The Blair Witch Project, Casper the Friendly Ghost. You know what I mean? Like 
so many different things about the paranormal and the supernatural. And uh, this idea that there's more to the universe, it's not a new thought. It's actually an ancient thought. And as time has gone on, it's interesting that we're so obsessed with this stuff because we're actually less inclined to believe in the supernatural. We're less inclined to believe in the paranormal now than we ever have before. In ancient times, everybody believed in, a lot of times, multiple gods, not just one like we do. And there were not a lot of atheists in the ancient world. This is just not a thing. Most everybody, for the most part, believed in some kind of higher power and some kind of unseen realm. And the, uh, the reality is that there is more to this world than meets the eye. This is what we believe as Christ followers, right? Like we believe that a supernatural realm that is not seen exists. And I'm gonna uh, tell you a few verses that prove this. Second Corinthians 4.18, it says, as we look to, not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. What does transient mean? Transient just simply means moving through or moving on or basically will pass away eventually. But the things that are unseen are eternal. What we will see will pass away, right? But there are things that are eternal that will last forever. Heaven and hell, guys, real places, not fan fiction. Angels, demons are real. God, Satan, real. And there is a real spiritual battle that's happening all around us all the time. And I want to take you to another scripture here, Ephesians 6:12. It says, "For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood." What does that mean? When you're fighting with your spouse, you're not really fighting with your spouse. When you're fighting with your kids, you're not really fighting with your kids. When you're when nations war against one another, they're not really warring with one another. Well, what does the word of God say? It says, "We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against people, but against the rulers." against the authorities, the cosmic powers or principalities in other ways translated over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So what it's saying is, is that when you're fighting with somebody, there's actually this uh, uh, battle that is in the unseen world, this battle with sin, this battle with darkness that's within all of us in a sense. And we're raging war with that. And that's what's so difficult for us sometimes that we don't see. Uh, here's an example from the life of Elisha of seeing the supernatural. It's in 2 Kings 6, 15 through 17. It's Elisha and his servant here. And it says, when the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, alas, my master, what shall we do? I said, do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. My prayer for us today is that God would open our eyes to see the supernatural. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that we need to be seeing angels and demons all over the place. You know, that's not what I'm necessarily saying. What I'm saying is I want us to be able to see what God is doing, like see where God is moving, feel his presence, hear his voice more clearly, be able to connect with God in this way and understand that there is so much more to this world than what meets the eye. I want us to be able to connect with God, see the supernatural, live empowered by the spirit of God, amen? Not just be defo- not to be focused on the present so much, focused on what we see so much, focused on our problems so much 
that we can't see the army of angels that's ready to fight on our behalf, amen? Like, I don't wanna focus on those things. I wanna be able to see how God is moving and how he's speaking. And so um, I wanna do an illustration real quick. Uh, let me see, uh, 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 David, can you come up here? He already knew I was gonna call him up. Uh, so everybody give it up for David Alvarez right here. He's, he doesn't know I was gonna do this. Okay, David, did you know I was gonna do this? No, okay, so he had no idea what's going on. All right, can you, can you stand right here on, kind of just like on that line right there, okay? Um, all right, David, what I want you to do, I want you to walk across this stage and just stay, stand right over there on that line when you're done, okay? Ready to just walk right across, okay? Okay. Well done, all right, okay, there we go, there we go. That was easy, easy, easy stuff, okay? Very exciting. Uh, now, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to walk across the stage again. Okay, he's smiling, he's nervous, okay, a little bit. There it is, okay. All right, all right, good job. Okay, stop, stop, stop. How did you know? Okay, keep your eyes closed, keep your eyes closed. Now turn around, turn around. Okay, now do another spin. Okay, another one, another one, another one. Now stop, and I want you to walk across the stage again. Go ahead. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, stop, stop, stop. That was, okay, I, were, were you nervous on that one right there? Definitely, definitely. Definitely were, okay, why were you nervous? Couldn't see, didn't know where Yeah, I had no idea. Hey, everybody give it up for David, that was amazing. Thank you, sir, I love you, man. Here's the deal. He walked across with his eyes open, no problem. But then when he closed his eyes, he got a little bit nervous maybe, you know, like right when I said, close your eyes and walk across, he's smiling like, oh my goodness, this is not gonna be good. Why was he afraid or nervous to maybe fall off of the stage? Because he couldn't see. He couldn't see. Why was the servant afraid when all of the, the chariots and all of the armies were surrounding him because he did not see that there were more for him than were against him. He wasn't able to see, his eyes were not open. And Elisha prayed, would you open up his eyes, God, that he would be able to see and not be afraid. Let me tell you today, fear is born out of blindness. It's born out of not being able to see that God is for you and not against you. It's not being able to see the supernatural realm and believing that there is a Holy Spirit that will empower you to live a life of authority over the enemy's attacks on your life. That addiction that's plaguing you, man, you get filled with the Holy Spirit and let me tell you, something will change in your life. You get filled with the Spirit of God, your marriage will change. You get filled with the Spirit of God, you start to walk with authority and power that Jesus had. Something will shift in your life. Why? Because you can see that God is all around you. He's on your side and he is fighting your battles for you. Somebody say amen in the house of God this morning. Fear is born out of blindness. You can't see. And I want you to be able to see. So there's a, uh, there's a fire, a certain type of fire that's impossible to see with the naked eye. I don't know if you know this. Uh, it's very scary. It's very, very dangerous. And it burns hotter than regular fire. It's tougher to put out as well. And it is called an ethanol fire. Does anybody know, have you ever heard of an ethanol fire? Some people have, not a whole lot of people. Okay, let me tell you. Um, ethanol fire is very dangerous. And the reason is because you literally cannot see it. <laughs> In the daytime, it's impossible. And there's been instances where people are, are actually on fire and they're running around, flailing their arms like this, like, put it out, put it out, put it out, get, get the fire off me. And they're like, what are you guys doing? Come on, you know, and they're running around on fire and, and the people around them are looking at them like, dude, you are not, what is wrong with this person? It just looks like this. You know, look, he's flailing his arms all around, but what's going on? He's actually on fire and his skin will tell you real quick that it's burning, his clothes are burning and they can't see the fire because it's not able to be seen during the day. They just look like a crazy person flailing their arms around. 
just because it, you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there, right? Just because the, the firefighters or whoever's there in that moment doesn't see what that person is going through, doesn't see what's on that person, doesn't mean it's not there. And just because it looks like that you are alone doesn't mean that you're alone, amen? It doesn't mean that you are. Elisha and his servant were not alone in that fire. They were not alone in that situation that they were in. These armies were all around them. And the servant thinks they're alone and Elisha knows that they're not. And what was the difference? Elisha had his eyes open. Elisha was able to see into the supernatural. He was able to see that God was moving and God was speaking and God was fighting on their behalf. And just because your miracle hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to, amen? You gotta keep praying and keep believing and God and his army are ready to fight on your behalf. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come on somebody, they get thrown into that fire and what happens? The king looks in and they're saying, who is this fourth man that is standing there in the fire with them right now? Let me encourage you today, if you can open up your eyes and see that there is Jesus Christ standing there with you in the middle of your fire, whatever you're going through today, Jesus is right there with you and he wants to empower you by his spirit to have victory in the name of Jesus. Come on, give God praise over that for a second, man. You'll look crazy. You'll be like, ah! Flailing your arms around, but you'll be on fire for God. People won't see it. They won't, your coworkers won't see it. Your spouse won't necessarily see it physically, right? Like they won't know what, what's going on here. Like, but, but you'll know that, hey, I'm on fire for Jesus. I'm burning for God. The only way to see an ethanol fire, there's only one way you can really see it, and that's in the dark. You can see an ethanol fire in the dark, but when you're empowered by the spirit of God, baptized in the Holy Spirit, let me encourage you, you will burn hotter, it will be harder to extinguish the flame and you will light up the darkness that is all around you. John said that we would be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire, that Jesus would come and would baptize. Let me just read it to you, Luke three sixteen. John answered them all saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So it says that Jesus is going to baptize you in the fire of the Holy Spirit. It might not be physically visible, y'all, but I am burning for Jesus on this stage today. And I hope that you are too. Man, I'm telling you, I'm full of power and authority that Jesus has given me. I'm trying to take ground for the kingdom of God. I'm stomping out plans of the enemy. And I want you to be doing the same thing in your life, at your work, at your school, with your family, whatever it is that you put your hands to. Let me tell you, if you're on fire with the Holy Spirit of God, man, Satan can't do anything to stop you. Did you know that an ethanol fire can't be put out with water? The regular way that you put out a fire is you spray a bunch of water on it. So when Satan comes to you with his regular attacks and he's trying to extinguish the fire and extinguish the flame, extinguish what God is doing in your life, you're gonna be able to say, ha ha, what are you even trying to do right now, Satan? You ain't got nothing on me. In fact, when you pour water on an ethanol fire, what happens? It actually spreads and gets bigger. It gets bigger. You pour regular, regular attacks, man, you're gonna have to come at me a little bit stronger because I'm full of the Holy Spirit of God and he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world, amen? Like, you can't stop me, you can't. And so I'm fired up uh, for what God is doing at Radical Church so far. I'm believing for big things. I'm believing for miracles in our church, amen? I hope that you are too. I'm believing for physical healings, more salvations, more baptisms, man, more addicts clean, more families restored in the name of Jesus, more peace 
in the midst of chaos and more of the supernatural power of our supernatural God of the impossible. And so some of you maybe have just a spark today and, and, and that's okay. Some of you are like just a little tiny spark and, and that's fine. I never wanna judge somebody for where they're at on their journey. Like we're all on this journey towards God. We're all in a different place, but you have that spark. And, I, and some of you might have a little, like a little campfire for Jesus, okay? Like you're singing Kumbaya around the campfire with Jesus. You got that little thing, but it's contained. You know, it's not really, it's not really going anywhere yet, okay? Um, I want you to burn like a wildfire, like an ethanol wildfire all over the place, can't be stopped, can't be put out, can't be contained. The fire won't be visible to your family, will not be visible to your coworkers, but they will see the fire of God in your life by the way that you live, by the way that you act, by the things that you say. It will completely change your entire life. The boldness that you carry in your relationship with Christ, it will be evident. The way that you share your faith with other people. And so um, God gave me a word for our church back in November. I said that, you know, I was praying and I just felt like that God had this word for us. And I knew that he was gonna have me share it kind of closer to the end of the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it's tough because I had to sit on it for a really long time. I've been holding this in for a very, very long time. And, and he's confirmed it in many ways during the fast, which I'm grateful that he had me wait because now he's confirmed that this is the correct word, that we're doing the right thing in the last few weeks. And so uh, I wanna tell you what the word is. And, and then I wanna give God some praise for a second because I believe it's going to define our church for this next year. I believe it's gonna change your life. I believe it will take you from where you're at and that spark or maybe that campfire and it's gonna set you ablaze for Jesus Christ. And man, it's gonna change everything about you. It's gonna change everything about our church. It's such a great way, man. I believe God's gonna move. He's gonna speak. We're gonna see miracles like we've never seen before because the word for this year, for 2024 is supernatural. Come on, somebody give God praise for a second. We're gonna see God move in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And this year, some of y'all are so reluctant right now with that clap. You're like, oh Lord, Jesus help us. You know what I mean? Let me tell you, if you're nervous about it, I'm not. I got enough faith for both of us. Don't worry about it. It's all good. It's all good. We've had a wave of revival in our church before when we were at Wallace Middle School. Some of you were here for it. It was, it was crazy what God was doing, what God was speaking. And, and I think he just elevated all of us in our faith to like this other level. And, and you know, revivals of the past, they, they always kind of have, a, it's like a start and an end, you know? It goes for a little bit and then it ends. And I believe that God works in seasons. I really do. And there are some seasons where God has his hand on something for a while, just like a special anointing for, for that time and for that season. And then sometimes it moves to somewhere else. And we don't really understand why that happens. Sometimes I feel like it would last longer if, if we wouldn't get in the way, right? And, but what I feel like God is saying for 2024 is that we've had a season and a wave of his spirit moving in our church and a wave of revival but God wants to sustain his spirit and sustain us in this next year. There's only so much that we can do in a short period of time. Uh, but man, I believe that if we put a focus on the supernatural for this next year, God's gonna do something incredible. He wants to do what happened at Radical Church already a few years back. He wants to do it again. And I believe he wants to do it more. Can somebody say amen? I believe we're gonna experience miracles like we have never experienced before. Like we've never seen. Like you're gonna walk in power an authority of the Holy Spirit, but it requires a church that is fully submitted to God. This doesn't happen 
you don't see all the stuff that happens in the New Testament without a church that is fully submitted to God. It requires faith that goes beyond our natural understanding. It requires patience in the unknown. As we're navigating things that maybe you've never experienced in your life before, it requires patience. It requires perseverance. And it's difficult because a lot of times people are afraid of the unknown. We fear the things that we don't understand, right? And if we understand, then we're putting God in a box. I'm telling you right now, you're not gonna understand what's gonna happen. But God's hand is on it. And if you'll press in, if you'll persevere, if you'll have patience in the midst of it, I believe God will take your faith to a whole new level. At the minimum, all it requires, at the minimum, is just an understanding that we serve a supernatural God, right? Like we serve a God of miracles. We serve a God of the impossible. The Bible says that he is able to do exceedingly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. So of course we're not gonna understand because it literally says that he can do more than you can imagine. (laughs) You're not gonna get it. We're not gonna understand. But yet we're gonna press in for the more of God. He wants to do miracles at Radical Church, but more importantly, God wants to do miracles through Radical Church. So what does that mean? He wants to do miracles in you, but also through you. Guys, it's not just for you. When, when anytime Jesus did a miracle, anytime that we saw healings or anytime that we saw prophecy or any of these kinds of things in the New Testament, it was for the person. Don't get me wrong. The healing was true and it was for them. And man, God was moving in their life, but it wasn't just for them. They went out and told everybody. They went out and shared their testimony. And where is their power? How, how do we have power in the spirit? It says in two ways. There's power in the blood of the lamb, which is Jesus, right? Power and testimony of Jesus, but then of the word of your testimony, your testimony of what God has done in your life. So we're over the course of this next season, we're gonna share testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony of God's goodness and of his faithfulness and what he's doing in our lives. And if you have not seen God move in supernatural ways yet, it's time to grow your faith this year. This is your year. This is your time. So, Uh, Hebrews 11, it says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Let me paraphrase it in one way. Faith is just confidence in God that he can do what he said he can do. And it's assurance that he is capable of the impossible. Amen. Like we have yet to see some of the powerful miracles here at Radical Church that I've seen in other places. And guys, I have story after story that I can tell you of God speaking and of God moving and miracles and things that he's done. I can tell you so many stories so many testimonies, and I will uh, over this next season. And, but I believe those are just stories, those are testimonies of the past. And God's saying, hey, we're in a season right now where he's about to create new testimonies, new stories, new power based off things that are happening right here and right now. God wants to do something fresh. He wants to do something new. And maybe we haven't seen it yet, but I'm confident that we will. Why is that? Because that's just called faith, guys. That's called faith. We're gonna see God move in supernatural ways this year. How do I know? Because he told me we would. I don't know how else to tell you that. I mean, he just said that we would. And you could say, well, I don't believe you and leave. You know, I mean, that's fine. That's cool. Um, I understand. And you can go out of here and live a life of knowledge of God and have no power from God. And that's fine with me. That's what you wanna do. Or you can stick around and find out what God wants to do in you and through you. You can stick around and find out what it looks like 
to live a life empowered by the spirit of God, having victory by the spirit of God, seeing God do amazing things that we see from the book of Acts and from the letters to the different churches. And man, I'm believing that God wants to do those kinds of things here at our church that you can learn how to live empowered by the Holy Spirit and to be an effective witness for Jesus, man, because I'm not just satisfied with knowing about God. I wanna know God. I'm not satisfied with just singing songs. Like I want to worship Jesus, okay? I don't know about you, but I don't wanna play Sunday morning church. I don't like it. I don't wanna do it. I wanna live empowered by the spirit of God every single day. And I wanna have an encounter with him to live the supernatural life that he wants me to live. I don't wanna do Sunday morning anymore. I wanna live every day submitted to God and walking in power and authority, man. So I've been praying, um, even before I got the word supernatural, I was praying, I was like, Lord, I feel like we need to start a book of the Bible. We just need to do a, a book and just go through it. So I was praying, like, Lord, what book should we do? Maybe we could do Old Testament. Should it be like just Genesis and we just walk all the way through? Should we do uh, maybe a New Testament letter like Ephesians or Corinthians or uh, whatever it might be? I don't, I don't know. What we should. should we do the Gospels and just walk through one of the Gospels and look to the life of Jesus? And, and I knew that I wanted to do it in January. This is months ago now. <clears throat> but when I got the word supernatural in November, I knew that then there was only one book to choose and that was the book of Acts, the book of Acts. And the book of Acts is otherwise known as the Acts of the Apostles. It's a book completely dedicated to the supernatural lifestyle of believers, just like you and me. A lot of times we elevate the disciples, the apostles to this like incredibly high level. They never elevated themselves like that. Of course, Jesus did, but they, everywhere they went, they were basically saying, hey, you could do the same things. You could live the same way as us, empowered by the spirit of God. Jesus wants you to live the same way that we're living. He wants you to have the same power and authority that we do. And, we're sh- and they were sharing it with people all over the globe. So there's some themes in the book of Acts that we'll be covering. It's the empowerment of believers through the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the rapid spread of the gospel all throughout the world, the tight-knit community among believers. We find that in Acts 2. We'll talk about that as we're going into our rad groups in February. The establishment of the church the persecution of the church and of believers. But then we'll talk about the extraordinary miracles. It says that there are extraordinary or unusual miracles. And I'm like, every miracle is extraordinary and unusual. But yet they said there were some that were just incredibly unusual, incredibly extraordinary. We'll learn how to pray for healing. We'll learn how to share our faith boldly. And so after I knew that we were gonna do the book of Acts, I kind of decided that, got supernatural. Okay, I got Acts. And then I had this thought of, we should do acts for the entire year. And I was like, no, we can't do that. That's crazy. But it just popped into my head. So now I'm listening, right? I'm like, Lord, um, there's a lot of other things to talk about other than the book of Acts. Like, you know, we just did a, a financial series on generosity and we just did another series on culture and our faith and how those two things play in and, 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 what about a series on forgiveness or another book of the Bible? That There's so many books of the Bible and we're just gonna focus on one for an entire year. There's so much to talk about. How can we just stay in Acts for an entire year? I don't know about that. And um, so I was praying about it over the last few weeks. And then we had our staff meeting on Zoom because it was really cold the other day. And 
had our staff meeting on Zoom and our communications director, Paige, her and her husband lead that here. And she said, you know, guys, it's, uh, it's crazy. I just, you know, last year we did the, the gospels. The last semester we walked through all the gospels and this semester we decided we're gonna just walk through the entire book of Acts for our uh, college missions group here on campus at Texas State. And I'm like, man, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I told her, I said, I've been feeling the same thing. I feel like we should just, as a church, we're supposed to go through the book of Acts. And so now her and her college group are going through the book of Acts with Chi Alpha. It's amazing. And then I tell her, I think that our church is supposed to go through the whole book of Acts for the whole year. And then Rachel, our youth pastor and admin here at the church, she said, Pastor Trevor, it's crazy, but just on Saturday, a few days ago, I had a dream that you were preaching out of the book of Acts. And I was like, all right, Lord. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just obvious. You know, sometimes God just speaks and you just gotta, you, you gotta be listening, you know? And I said, okay, so we're on the right track. We're doing the right thing. And so then I was praying some more about it. I'm like, but Lord, there's still so much else to talk about and all these other things that I feel like people need, the church needs to hear about. And, and the Lord spoke something to me, kind of to the effect of, if you haven't had an encounter with my spirit, nothing else matters. You know, if you haven't had an encounter with the spirit of God, if you haven't had God speak to you before, nothing else matters. If you haven't felt his presence and felt his leading, his guiding and, and experienced just an encounter with God, what does it matter if we do a relationship series? You know what I mean? Because I'd much rather, uh, we, could, we could try to do a relationship series and will we learn a whole bunch? Yes, of course we will. Will we be able to have better marriages because of it? Of course we will. But man, if I wanna have a better marriage, I need an encounter with God first, let me tell you. If I wanna be blessed in my finances, I need an encounter with God. If I wanna learn how to parent better, I need an encounter with God. If I wanna learn how to forgive somebody, you better believe I need an encounter with God. He gonna have to help me with that one. I need an encounter with the most high God. I don't wanna live this life not empowered by the spirit. I can't do it. And you can't either. Jesus actually said that we can't, which is what's interesting. He told the disciples, he said, you wait in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. You wait until you receive the Holy Spirit. And then when you receive the Holy Spirit, then you can go out. Then you'll be an effective witness. Then you can preach. Then you can encourage. Then you can go into the temples and the synagogues. Then you can go pray for people and then you can go heal, but don't do anything until you receive the spirit of God. And that's what I feel like God is calling us to do for the next year. That we simply just need to wait on his presence. We simply need to wait on his spirit, be filled with his spirit, be empowered by his spirit and learn how to live by the spirit. Why an entire year, Lord? I honestly feel like it's because we do a series on acts and do a series on supernatural and being empowered by the Holy Spirit, four to six weeks is not enough time to make a complete lifestyle and mindset shift. Just being real. I feel like that's why God is doing this. It, it's gonna take a while. Some people, man, you will just be immediately, like the first couple of weeks, you're gonna have that encounter with God. It's gonna be like, wow, oh my goodness. I, I, I see what you're talking about, pastor. Like I'm, I'm full of the Holy Spirit now. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and this is amazing, it's incredible. 
what God's been doing in my life over the, just the last few weeks. But some of us, it might take some time. Why? Because some of you have that little spark and man, it takes time for that thing to grow and become a wildfire. But I wanna nurture that fire. I wanna put some more kindling on it every single week. We come back to it, come back to it, come back to it. And by the end of the year, I believe that we will have a church that is completely set on fire for Jesus, that our community will know that God is in this place. Why? Because miracles follow those that believe, amen? We'll be the healthiest church around, right? Why? Because we're filled with the spirit of God. Would you stand here today with me? Some of you today, you might be a little nervous about all this, okay, and that's fine. You might be a little afraid. You're like, I don't really know where this is going, you know? It's all right. I don't either, okay? It'll be great though. Um, some of you are nervous and afraid or whatever it might be, and you've never really dove into this before. And I would just say, maybe who are we more like? Are we more like the servant who's blind and can't see what God's doing or are we more like Elisha that can? And it took Elisha just praying for his servant to have his eyes open and then he was able to see. And that's what really started his journey, right? And now, oh, now I see, oh my goodness. And I think some of us, man, our eyes are just closed and we're not able to see what God is doing. You haven't felt the presence of God before. You haven't heard God's voice before. And man, I'm desperate to hear the voice of God. I need to feel the spirit leading me in my life. I can't live without it, okay? And, and so I'm just simply gonna pray over you that your eyes would be open. I'm gonna pray over you that you have, would have a hunger to seek after God first more than anything else in your life. That over this next year together that we would learn how to live empowered by the spirit, have authority. And every single time that Satan tries to extinguish your fire and extinguish the, the faith that you have within you, man, that your fire would just continue to grow. Why? Because you're filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in power, walking in authority and seeing it be overflowed into every area of your life. I just wanna pray over every one of you that your eyes will be open today as we start this journey. Next week, we'll start in Acts chapter one. And we'll start walking through this thing together. And I can't wait to see what God does. You believe that God's gonna do some amazing things in 2024 at Radical Church? If you do, say amen. Come on, let's pray together. Father God, I ask that you would open some eyes today. Open up our eyes to see what it is that you're doing in and through our church. Open up our eyes to the supernatural, to the ability to be able to, 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 to hear your voice and to feel your leading, to pray for one another to be healed, that sicknesses will be gone in the name of Jesus, that addictions will be broken in the name of Jesus, marriages restored in the name of Jesus. God, that provision would come in the name of Jesus, that we would have boldness and our faith would rise in this place. God, that as we share testimony after testimony of the things that you're doing, I pray that we would be able to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. God, I just pray that your spirit would baptize every single one of us in fire today. As we go home, that we would be thinking about this and praying about this. And God, you would just convict our hearts and say, God, I wanna draw closer to you. I need you, Lord. I need more of you. That we wouldn't do this life on our own. We wouldn't do this life with head knowledge about you, but that we would wait on you be empowered and filled with your Holy Spirit and then able to go out and make a difference in this world all around us. God, I ask that you open our eyes and it starts there.
And I pray over this next year that God, you would make good on your word, that we would see the supernatural, that we would see miracles, signs and wonders in and through this church. And that by the end of this year, we will not be a dead church. We will not be a church that has a little spark, but we will be a church that is set ablaze for you, Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. It's your name we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's give God praise for just a moment. Thank you for this word. I just believe God's gonna do something amazing in our church. We've already seen it. He's already doing it. Uh, But man, I feel like there's something more. There's a next level for us and we're gonna get there together, amen? Hey, God bless you guys. Come back for Serve 101 at 1230 if you'd like. We'll see you next week.